Ladies and gentlemen, in the blue corner, we have Monday Malevolent Morning. And in the red corner, we have Reddit Readings. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 129. Today, we're jumping into r slash entitled parents, and the bout of the century is going down. Can Reddit readings beat the Monday morning blues? I'm sure it can. So let's jump right into it. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? I hope you're well on this fantastic Monday morning. I hope you're geared up. I hope you're set. I hope this week is kind to you. Don't worry about me. Mondays are fine. I live in a basement. I don't even see the sun. It's all gravy. Our first story is in from Ihibhit. Uh, another one of them ones I can't pronounce. My roommate fails at basic adulthood. Her parents expect me to take care of her. After I say no, they want to move in so they can take care of her. Latest update. So I went to the animal shelter that she adopted the poor guinea pig from and let them know about this. They said they will contact me. I'll take care of the animal until they decide to come to my home and take it back. And no, she hasn't improved. Last night before I went to bed, the food and water bowl was empty. I gave it some new water. I didn't give it food because I wanted to see if my roommate would remember to feed the pet before bed. Nope. This morning, the guinea pig was screaming from hunger. My 23 female roommate is 22, but failed at basic adulting because her parents failed at their job. She presents herself as the cute, kind, understanding, innocent girl when she's with people. I was fooled by this too. It's why I agreed to be her roommate, because I thought she's a nice person. But she is a failure at basic adulthood. We became roommates a few months ago, and I can't wait to move out next month. At first, everything was normal. Then it got bad. She fails at basic cleaning. She let her pet starve and live in its own feces. I think she should be reported for animal abuse, because that poor animal would have starved to death already if I hadn't been feeding it. She made the house dirty, hair everywhere, mass in the kitchen, the weird smell from her room and I've been doing all of the cleaning. She only cleans when I get really pissy and tell her to clean up. And I really hate how she always pulls the innocent little girl thing whenever I tell her your bad hygiene has damaged our living conditions. A few days ago, she caused a little drama in our school because she disappeared for two days straight. She didn't respond to anyone's calling and texting. People thought she went missing. I panic too because the area we live in is not safe for a young woman. I really don't like her, but still, I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Eventually, yesterday she returned home looking normal and said she went over to a friend's place. Her parents panicked, somehow got my number. I told them she has returned home safely. They told me they believe their daughter is now depressed or something. There's no diagnosis though. She stopped going to school all of a sudden, refuses to talk to them. They couldn't hear her for days, etc. I was weirded out because I didn't notice she actually has dropped out. I do notice she's been home a lot, but we have different schedules, so I didn't think. 
I told them she's returned home safely, but they couldn't calm down. Now the annoying part begins. We're in another country for college, so we're both far away from home. I understand that they worry about their child's safety. My parents worry about me too. Therefore, I always text them to let them know what I'm doing and I'm safe. But my roommate's parents? <sighs> I can see why she became distant from them. Ever since her mum got my number, she constantly rants about how they think her daughter is depressed and requires help. Her daughter wouldn't talk to her. She's heartbroken and desperately wants to know how is her daughter doing. She's talked about how they were very productive and strict about parenting when she grew up. No wonder she fails at basic adulthood. They didn't teach her shit! Because her daughter once left the house for two days and didn't contact anyone, she now believes that her daughter is never home. Ever since she got home, her mum has texted me four times from 10pm to 8am asking me if her kid's at home, and I say yes, she is, but she wouldn't believe me and just kept talking. She even asks me if my roommate would pretend to be home but is actually out. I told her that's impossible because our bedrooms are connected and I can hear if she's home or not. She just kept talking about how her daughter is so weak and helpless and she needs help. I can tell they definitely spoiled their fragile little angel. She asked me how far is our apartment from our campus. I said it's like 20 minute walk and 10 minute bus ride. And she thinks, this is too far away from the school. She thinks a 10-minute bus ride or a 20-minute walk is too much work for her child. I've stopped responding to her texts because it's annoying. They even tried to pay me 100 bucks to take care of her, like take her out to dinner or something like that, but I politely refused. Because why the fuck should I do that? Why is your daughter's messy life my responsibility? After I politely said no, the mother said she needs our address because she's going to come to this country and move in with her daughter. Then she's going to take her daughter home. Oh my god, lady! You really need to calm down! Of course, I said no to her. She said she wishes I could sympathize with a broken-hearted, lonely mother. For God's sake, I have my own life, lady. I understand your situation, but really, I am not your daughter's babysitter. After her parents realized that I don't give a fuck, they tried to get our address from my other friends. Some of the parents in our school, those parents whose kids are all from our country, have this group chat in a chat app so they can know how their kids are getting on at school. I honestly think this is so unnecessary because most of us are at least 19. How come 19-year-old need daily checkup? But after witnessing my 22-year-old roommate fail at basic adulthood, I started to understand why these parents have such a group chat. Her parents found the number of a friend of mine from this group chat and started texting her. They asked her, where do I live? Thank goodness my friend didn't tell them. She let me know about their actions instead. She was asking, what is going on with all these? Here's what happened after they couldn't get my information from my friend. My friend politely told them she can't help them, and I ignored their texts for a day. Then I told them politely to stop contacting me and that I'm not going to let them live with me. 
Her mum replied saying that they had finally convinced their daughter to come home, so they're not going to bother me again. Thank goodness. I'm completely fine with it if her parents want to quickly stop by at our place and take her home. But when they first mentioned this, they meant to live with us, not quickly stop and take their daughter home. They knew their daughter isn't willing to come home, so her mother thought it would be a good idea for her to come and live with us. I absolutely do not want to be forced to live with some random old lady who I know nothing of, who has a completely different lifestyle and schedule. I don't think I'm being cold or selfish by doing this. After all, I'm paying half of everything for the apartment, and it says in the lease you can't just bring someone else to live in the house without an agreement. I want to state that I am not being cold and cruel to my roommate and her parents. I understand that she's probably suffering from depression and her parents worry about her, but her action has seriously affected my life and our living condition. She keeps the guinea pig's cage in our living room and because she rarely cleans it, the whole room smells like feces. The poor animal never asked to be adopted by someone like this. I've been feeding it water and food and I believe if I wasn't here it would have been dead already. She would literally leave her pet completely alone for two to three days, not giving any food or cleaning. The poor thing lives in its own feces. So many times I had to knock on her door to get her to clean the damn cage. She also leaves messes in the kitchen and the bathroom. I've been doing most of the cleaning. I think I deserve to live in a clean house and the house wouldn't be so dirty if I lived alone. When my roommate first stopped caring about her pet and hygiene, I tolerated her. Even when I was pissed about the dirtiness, I always made sure to speak to her in a calm and neutral voice. I always simply told her, Hey, your pet needs cleaning. Hey, the sink's quite dirty after your dinner. I never called her names or cursed her. The only time I raised my voice to her was when her pet's cage started attracting bugs and flies. I was so angry. But even after that, I only said, Hey, you should give your pet to someone else if you can't take care of it. Your pet's attracting flies into our home now. I chose to tolerate her for months because I remember when I was younger, I too suffered from depression and couldn't function very well. So I thought she deserved to have some time to improve as I did. But none of my kindness and patience has worked. Her action not only affects me, but an innocent living thing. So please do not think I'm cold or cruel to her. I really ain't. About her parents, I showed my kindness and patience too because I totally understand why they were so worried about her. Your child is living in another country, is probably depressed, is distant from you, and would disappear from home for days. And the only one who you can contact is her roommate. Yeah, I understand this 100%. That's why I agreed to let them get my number, texted me day and night, and answered all of her mother's nonsense questions. I also made sure to speak politely to them when I really was upset with them. But it's clear they don't respect my privacy and boundaries. I am totally okay with helping them confirm if their daughter is safe at home. But I can't let them assume I'm willing to be her babysitter. Also, what kind of babysitter is only worth a hundred bucks? 
I have my own life, my own school to deal with, and I don't have all the time to deal with their family business. It was also very shady of them to harass my friend for my privacy. I'm also living by myself in another country being far away from my family. Do my parents not worry about my safety? She's not the only one who has loving parents. She's not the only one who has difficulties living in another country alone. I cried a lot when I had difficulties in another country. My parents worried sick about me as well. But they never tried to move in with me against my and my roommate's will. They also never harassed my friends to get my information. I too once suffered from depression when I was younger, and so are a lot of my friends, but none of us are this dirty and lazy when we went through all that. So no, I am tired of tolerating all of her actions. For the pet, I plan to let our local animal shelter know about this as soon as tomorrow. I will definitely want them to either take the guinea pig away or give it to someone better. I don't mind taking care of it when I move out and live in my new place. Poor thing's been suffering from her. Also about the parents group chat. I'm totally fine with parents caring about their children's life, but seriously, the big reason why they have this group chat is because we have so many immature, childish, irresponsible students in the campus who are from my country, and it's always the parents who raised them this way. I've had friends, I'm talking about friends from my country, in our school that went through very similar things. Like, they are forced to live with irresponsible students from our countries. They're forced to do all the cleaning for their whole house because these spoilt children wouldn't. When I talked to a friend of mine about this, he told me, We have way too many students from our country acting like your roommate in this school. This is nothing new. And trust me, it's always the parents. Well, guys, I know it's technically not your job to babysit Reddit readings narrators or clean the feces out of our basements, but you could still check out our Patreon. It's a big support, and you get a bonus episode every week. Every Wednesday, there's a bonus Reddit episode, just like all the others, and ad-free listening on all our episodes. Our next story is from Concealed Psychosis. Mum thinks it would be hilarious to have her hold up a sign saying he's been kidnapped. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
I was telling this story to a friend of mine the other day and was told I should post it here. I'm a former police officer who had to retire due to being badly injured. But this was one of my last calls before the incident that forced me into retirement. I worked for a small town police department with only five or six officers on duty at a given time and we each covered a vast swath of land. My beat was mainly the rural area and county highway that passes throughout the little town. One clear sunny afternoon, I'm doing speed enforcement on the highway when my radio crackles to life of a possible kidnapping in progress and the dispatcher proceeds to provide the details of the make and model of the car, including a female driver with short blonde hair. I proceed to get onto my computer to see if there's any more details given about this and sure enough, there is the call log. It provides even more details saying RP, reporting party, reports that there is a young kid sitting in the hatchback part of the vehicle with a sign that says, help, I've been kidnapped, call 911, and their hands appear to be tied together. While the call is within our jurisdiction, they're nowhere near me at the moment, so there's nothing I can do. Besides, other officers and sheriff's deputies who are already looking for the vehicle. All is quiet for the next 10 minutes. Everybody's behaving themselves and driving the speed limit when my radio crackles to life again. We're going to have a call regarding the report kidnapping. They're now traveling south on County Highway 123. And my ears perk up and my heart starts to race as the vehicle is coming to my direction and will be here any minute. As I'm waiting for the call, dispatch get three more calls from fellow drivers who have seen this kid holding up the help I've been kidnapped sign and had called 911 to report it. With this stretch of highway being very flat, I'm able to see cars miles and miles away, especially if I'm using binos. And sure enough, here comes the van, and as the van passes me, I can see the female driver who matches the description given by the RPs and the kid sitting up against the sidewall in the hatchback area. I don't pull out right away, just in case this is an honest-to-god kidnapping. I don't want to spook the driver and get into a high-speed chase. Not to mention, I'm completely alone, and in this type of situation, you want to have a decent amount of backup in case they decide to run, shoot it out, or whatever. So I wait until she's a good mile or two away, and then I pull out and tail her from that distance until I get some backup. Luckily, there is a highway patrol barrack not too far away, and they hear my call for assistance. Just as we pass the road that leads to the highway patrol barracks, I see four trooper vehicles pull out behind me, so I fall back and let the troopers take lead. In case this turned into a chase, they'd already be in position. While we're getting into position to stop the van, we're talking about how we're going to approach the situation. Are we going to do a soft traffic stop and proceed as a regular traffic stop and just pull the driver out of the vehicle, or are we doing a full felony stop? We decide to do a full felony stop. So we spread out across all four lanes of traffic and all turn out lights and blip our sirens at the same time. The female doesn't pull over to the side of the highway in the breakdown lane, but instead slams on the brakes and stops in the middle of the highway. We all position our vehicles to give us a maximum amount of coverage in case of a gunfight, then get out with our weapons drawn while ordering the female driver out of the vehicle. We should have known something was up when as soon as she got out of the vehicle, she started screaming, IT WAS A FUCKING JOKE! But right now, we're not too interested in what she has to say. The point man keeps telling her to keep walking backwards until we tell her to stop and then get down on the ground. 
She complies and she's cuffed. Next, we turn our attention to the female passenger, who we didn't know at the time as we couldn't see her face, was the female driver's 13-year-old daughter. But none we ordered her backward, get on the ground and cuffed her. We did this for the next four passengers who were riding in the four seats in the back of the van. Once we got all perceived threats out of the vehicle and secured, two troopers went up to clear the vehicle while another trooper and myself rescued the young boy who was bawling from the hatchback and put him in the back of one of our vehicles to get him away from his perceived kidnappers. The whole time, mind you, the driver and front female passengers kept yelling, It's a joke! He's my son! I can't believe you guys! So after securing everybody in separate vehicles, we start to get to the bottom of the situation. The first person we talk to is the young boy, who has since calmed down after the female trooper got him a stuffed dinosaur and a snack and began to start asking him questions. This is when we learned the whole thing was the female driver's and her daughter's sick idea of a funny prank. Since the van was full and they decided to put the young kid in the hatchback, they thought it would be funny to make a sign saying, help, I have been kidnapped, and have the young boy hold it up while someone else in the van recorded the reaction of other drivers after they read the sign. Apparently, they've been doing it all day and just didn't get caught until they reached one area. After talking to the other passengers, who were all under the age of 16, and learned it was mainly the idea of the mother and the teen daughter, and after some discussion with the county DA on how it should be handled, we were told to kick the four teenagers in the back loose with no charges, to write the teenage daughter the juvenile equivalent of a ticket for inducing panic, and last but not least, save the best for mum. I opened the back door of my vehicle so I could talk to the mum. As soon as I did, she started to get out of the vehicle when I told her to stay put. She said, why? Don't you need to take the handcuffs off me so I can sign the ticket you're going to give me, right? I said it's not quite that simple. I'm afraid you're in a bit more trouble than a simple ticket. You're going to be charged with several felonies. This is when she lost it and started screaming over and over again, It's a fucking joke! I can't believe nobody can take a fucking joke anymore! I was a joke! Now uncover me or I'm going to have my husband sue you for unlawful detention! I proceeded to read her Miranda warning all the while she starts sobbing with no tears. I might add while muttering, it was a fucking joke. After I finished with her Miranda warning, I asked her if she was willing to talk to me. She told me to fuck off. I did just that and shut the door to let her wait for the transport vehicle. By this time, the husband and father had shown up at the scene to collect his kids in the vehicle and was filled in on the situation. All he could do was shake his head and say, Oh, this isn't the first time. She's done stupid crap like this before. It's just the first time she's been caught, and I've warned her in the past not to do it because I knew it would end up in a situation like this. After about 10 minutes, the transport van showed up and took her away, and I went back to a quiet afternoon of catching speeders. The female driver was charged with the following. Seven counts of inducing panic, all misdemeanor. Six counts of felony child endangerment, one for each kid she had in the vehicle. Reason it was a felony is that her actions put her children's life in danger by forcing us to do a felony stop over a prank slash joke. One count of having an unrestrained child? She decided to put her six-year-old son in the hatchback of the van because he didn't have enough room up front. While none of those kids should have been in the back, I'd rather one of the older kids instead of the six-year-old. The reason why? 
because the other boys were too tall and wouldn't have been comfortable back then. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this fantastic, as always, episode 129 of the best show on the internet, Reddit Readings. I hope you enjoyed your tea and your popcorn. You should know to have had it by now, just because I forgot to tell you to get it. You know! If you're a Patreon, I'll see you on Wednesday. If you're not, I can't wait to see you on Friday. Alright guys, take it easy and have a great fucking week. Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.